We are really excited to be here after um, a week and a half of being down in Sydney for the National Conference and also School of Kingdom ministry training. So we might explain a little bit more. Some of the guys might explain about that, a bit more about that in a minute. Um, we Look, I'll let Belinda talk a little bit about how what happened during that time, but all that to say... I mean, look, look. We don't always dress matchy matchy. It's yeah, not quite are. us all the time. But we were very, I was very, very pleased to announce we had merch this year. Yes. So um, we had merch Mondays. We had um, signage. We got signage Sunday. Signage Sundays. Yeah. And yeah, on the back as well. Franchise so Friday. Yeah. We will be having more released here too. We have caps and we have bottles as well. So if anybody wants to, you know, promo Vineyard Australia. Yeah. Get on board. They're actually really nice T-shirts too. I'm very picky about T-shirts, so if I'm saying they're nice, then they're going to be. Um, and look, we get, we will. People have already been asking, how can I get one? We'll, we'll let you know. There are more, and we're going to be ordering more, and they're going to be in grey as well. The water bottles are really high quality thermal water bottles and stuff. So anyway, um, look out for that. But this was a very exciting part of continuing. It seems like a small thing, but. The movement is really, and Belinda's going to talk a little bit more about what happened and who was there, but, you know, to be doing something like this, in one sense, is, is a sign of some healthy stuff going on that people want to be wearing and want to be seen as a part of the, the Vineyard Churches Australia. So it was really great to see that part happen. But why don't you tell us a little bit about the two conferences and School of Kingdom Ministry Training Hunt? So, yeah, so as, as you've heard a little bit today, we had two conferences in Sydney um, in the past three weeks. Um, they were exactly the same conferences over two weekends. Um, if we look back at 2018, um, you've heard some stories of Kirk and Nicole and various other members of the body going on a big journey around Australia, and we took conference to um, Australia-wide, and we, re- we reached about 750 people um, over, that, over that three weeks back in 2018. So this year, 2019, we decided to, um, we being Kirk, and Nick and the Vineyard Board of Australia and Scott and I are able to help them in some of the um, in some of the runnings of it but we decided to host two conferences in Sydney um, for this over the same over two weekends which is amazing we think we probably got about 300 people over the two weekends and then we also ran a, tra- a Sockham training School of Kingdom Ministry in the middle for three days so we had people from all the way over at Western Australia um, right up north um, at Atherton came down we had all people from Melbourne Sydney and a whole but people from here also joined us, thus our lovely front row now, and plenty more in the stalls as well. So yes, it was a really exciting time in the journey to prepare that and coming. We also had our guest speaker was Putty Putman, came back over this year, and he brought um, 13 other people from um, the USA as well to join him, which was really, really exciting. No, it's all right. I turned it off, Neil. Um, it was my fault. Operator error. Look, uh, we are, as a, a group of churches, want to give you a little bit, a bit of feedback. We have a very clear calling on um, our lives and on the body of Vineyard Churches Australia. God has um, called the vineyard to be a certain part of his body, not the most important part. When, like, that's not the claim that's being made. But we want to be really clear that we want to be who God has asked us to be. And that is a group of kingdom people living in the power of the Holy Spirit. That, you know, we are very clear about that, that we want the inbreaking of the kingdom through the power of the Holy Spirit, that people would come to know Jesus and would know the Father's love for them as we've been praying about and worshipping about this morning. Um, 
we are really excited to be able to say to you on the back end of the, the week and a half that the Vineyard Church of Australia is in a really, really good place. Really good place. Yes, you can clap that. That is something worth celebrating. <laughs> and um, the reason we say that is throughout the conference, now if you, you go to a conference, usually you get to hear what, two, three, four speakers maybe if you're lucky. There were 20 people in total that spoke across those two, two conferences as well as the School of Kingdom Ministry, um, which is an amazing number of people to be hearing from. And what was really awesome about that is that throughout the whole, no matter who got up and spoke, the Holy Spirit was moving in and through and on people the same way, the same way. It didn't matter who got up and spoke. It could be a different topic. And yet when it came to ministry, he would come and he would move upon his people in, all diff- in, in, in very similar ways. So it was just amazing. We had a lot of young leaders, young pastors. So we have quite a few um, pastors who are in their early 30s. Or even under, I think we have a couple that might be under 30. And they were up and speaking in front of people. They were confidently speaking. And then if you, when you do ministry time with a group of people, it's, you, if you pray one-on-one, you get to focus on one person. If you're ministering and, and the Spirit's moving across a body, to be alert to that is a real skill in terms of how to engage with the Lord as you see him moving or what he's doing. And these guys did it with such confidence, you know, and really the, the, the Spirit got in behind them and, and we saw freedom from um, people who, who had been oppressed by the demonic. We saw people called into their identity and who they are, set free from the lies of the enemy that had been spoken over their life over and over again. Um, empowerment gift of the Spirit, just being people released on people who've never felt the presence of the Holy Spirit before. And if you're visiting with us this morning and that's a a new concept or something you haven't really thought about before, that's okay. That's fine. We're we're okay with that and we welcome you here this morning to be exploring that. Um, So we're very, very excited. Having been in the vineyard, it was really like humbling it was you humbling I was gonna say it was one of those moments where I felt old but we'll go that it's humbling but we were the youngest ones uh, yeah we were they they got they kind of divided the the group not divided but said and Putty asked who's been in the vineyard movement since pre uh, time I think it was like 2012 10 to 15 years or something they called out and and we suddenly looked at each other and went Oh, that's us. <laughs> We're in the fathers and mothers group, they called it. <laughs> it was like, oh. <laughs> we stood up with a lot of grey hairs. No offence to grey hairs at, at all. That day, uh, at all. And it was like, oh, wow. And then Putty had the, um, he called the, 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 the second generation of vin- Vineyard. And, and there was just this beautiful time. Um, because if you know anything about the vineyard movement, one of the things that instigated the movement of vineyard churches, and in particular the catchphrase that has been a part of our identity ever since, is three simple words. Come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Doing the stuff is a part of come Holy Spirit. We'll go with, go with that, yeah. But it is come, come Holy Spirit. And um, we just saw some beautiful moments between the two generations, if you want to call it that, where in the initial generation there was a great move of the Spirit. 
but, but now there's a real hunger and a desire from so many across the Australian vineyard and their churches to have the same thing spoken again and for the Holy Spirit to actually come. People putting down their own agendas and being willing as leaders to be vulnerable and say, Lord, this is your church. What you want to do and how you want to bring your kingdom, that's what's got to happen. It's not about me and my agenda. So it was a very beautiful moment to see um, the older generation celebrated by the younger and the challenge to the younger generation, the second generation, if you want to call that, to say, don't lean on. Putty's challenge wasn't the Lord's challenge was, don't lean on the journey of these people. Go and contend and fight for it for yourself. Don't just relax back into it, but cry out to God for the same thing that they got and go after it hard, not just relax into it. So it was a really, really beautiful um, moment. So very, very exciting time. That's enough from us. There's a group of people down here this morning who have come to bring you a two to three minute testimony. So that goes into the, what the red spot is for. So yes, in the so afternoons of conference, we ran TED Talk style. So we set up with the red spot and a couple of chairs and we had a timer on. I don't think we'll be doing the timer today visually, <laughs> but Scott and I will have the timer and you might hear the alarm go off to when these people need to, to curveball it. So would you like to, should we bring them up? Yes, we would love to. Bring, who would like to go first? So just to let you know, here's the kind Their of... hands are going this way if you can't here's the, As one of them is brave enough to come up... Come on, son. Up you come. Um, <laughs> um, there was... Yeah, good job, yeah, John. Come on up. Come and take the seat. Um, there's kind of, kind of a few things that we asked them to focus on. What did, God, what did you see God doing? What did you hear God saying? What you received from the Spirit and how this has impacted your journey with Jesus and his kingdom quest. Cool. Rock on. All right. Um, hi, I'm John. Hi, John. Hello. Oh, no. Oh, really? I'm finally just... Okay, fine. Um, I actually want to really go a bit off topic already. Uh, I wanted to wait to be the last guy so I could go off topic at the end, but that's all good. Um, and I just want to share a little story about... Um, the time I wasn't at conference. Um, so was, uh, I'd gone through all the, the Sockham training during the week and was there for the, the second conference. And um, we were out for dinner before the very last session of conference with um, so some of you might know Tim and Sherry Burton and a couple other people. And um, just as we're leaving to go back to conference for the very last session, um, we're literally, we are out of the door of this, um, this bar where we had had dinner, and, um, and Sherry goes, do you see that guy? Just the love of God was just all over that guy. And me and Tim were like, what guy? And she's like, no, like, you guys saw that guy as well, and you saw the Holy Spirit. And we're like, no, we didn't, we, I didn't even see a guy. So we're like, all right, we've got we to gotta go back inside. So Tim and I, we've gone back inside, and um, seen this guy sitting by himself, bald dude, and we've done the, like, the reconnaissance pass before you, enter, you know, you're going to just, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And so we've walked right past, and then, kind of had a little bit of a chat among ourselves and I was like, I saw that on the chair beside him was a cane and he was looking at his phone but he had it really close to his face and was looking out of the peripheral of his eye. Um, so I was like, all right, so this dude's like pretty blind because his phone was like here. Um, and I was like, this is cool. This is God's wanting to heal this guy's, this guy's eyes. And so we like, 
um, you know, kind of, again, spent a little time mustering up the courage, like, yeah, we can talk to this guy. Um, and we introduced ourselves. Um, and, you know, I just immediately started sharing, you know, we're, you know, I'm John, this is Tim, rah, rah, we're, here, we're from uh, Vineyard Churches, we're at a conference just down the road, blah, 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 blah. We believe in Jesus, we believe in the, the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, all this kind of stuff. And immediately, he was, he was by himself, clearly, was just loving engagement, so he's immediately offered to buy us a beer and, and sit down with him. And, um, and this guy was not at all interested in physical healing. Like, we, we immediately offered, like, I told him a story of where I've literally seen a blind person healed when I prayed for them. And he's like, no, I'm not interested. I don't want to be healed. Uh, but then he started to tell us some of his story and um, a really, really wild story of he was, he's an American dude, name's Jason. Um, he's a, a, a military veteran. Um, he, he was uh, posted in Somalia. Um, and, and afterwards, when he got back, actually lost his, lost his sight in a sporting accident. Um, and, and just to kind of set the scene of what kind of guy this is, he owns a gym and he does a whole bunch of other stuff, public speaking and that. And, um, but in his gym, he's actually got a corner where he's painted the walls white and that is so that he can still box. He has his opponent dressed all in black and he loves to fight people so much that he... He set, this, set up his gym so that he can box people as a legally blind guy, which I think is just nuts. Like, how tough do you have to be to be like, oh, I'm still going to fight you even though I can't see you kind of thing. Um, and so we were talking to him all about, just again, just about what he believes, just letting him kind of pour out everything he believes. And we were initially thought this was going to be a, we're going to, you know, meet this guy, introduce ourselves, quick blessing at the door, back at church in time for the the end of worship kind of thing. Uh, we ended up being there for about two and a half hours. I'm just talking with this guy. And, um, and over time, like, he just engaged with us more and more and more. And we got to speak into a whole bunch of cool stuff. With, he, had been to, he was so open to God and the things of the Holy Spirit, but he had just been to so many churches where they were just so judgmental. And so, you know, as soon as he opened up about his time in the army and all that kind of thing, they immediately kind of, like, turned on him and wanted nothing to do with him. So we got to just really just share with them, you know, what was essentially the basic gospel was, doesn't matter, all the stuff you've done doesn't matter, you're forgiven already. And he's like, no, but I would need to, like, deal with all this stuff before I could come to church. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter, it's paid for, you don't have to pay for anything you've done, rah, rah, rah. And he was like, what, really? I'm like, yeah, dude, like, how many churches have you been to? And he'd be like, oh, I've been to this church, that church, rah, rah, rah. And I was like, and no one ever explained this to you. He was like, no, no one ever told me that Jesus was okay with me as I am kind of thing. And um, so, and, and after this, I was like, bro, can, can we just pray for you really, really quickly? Can we just pray a blessing over you? Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'd really, really love that. And he was so excited. And, um, and of course, in my head, I was, you know, had a bit of adrenaline going. So I'm like, I need to pray for this guy as quickly. So I need to like slip in as many blessings as I can before he gets uncomfortable and tells me to stop. And so I've just gone, you know, Lord, I want to thank you for Jason. I want to thank you that you love him. I want to thank you that created him. I want to thank you that you value him. And I was like, and God just sees that your heart's been torn apart right now. And in that moment, Holy Spirit was just like, stop, 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 stop. And it was like that urgent in my head and loud and like really definitive. I was like, bro, is your, is your heart been like torn apart right now? And he's just like, broken like in the middle of this bar this army vet just starts crying and of course he can't see what's going on so he's like is anyone watching is anyone watching i'm like no bro you're fine don't worry about it no one cares 
he just starts crying and um, like I can't share the details of what was going on because I told him I wouldn't um, but just some of the stuff he's just been through is just really really wild and uh, I got to explain to him I was like you know how I knew to ask you that question was because you know God told me directly to stop there and stop praying for you and you know to actually engage with this because God sees it and God knows I had no idea but God knew kind of thing and he loves you and he wanted to to let you know that you're not alone in, in all this like super super heavy stuff that he was going through and um and anyway he, he eventually got up went to the toilet got some more beers was coming back and a spiritual healer came up to him and was like again had noticed he was blind and was like man I can heal heal your eyes right and he's like you've got this energy and this aura about you and I can fix your energy and your aura and he's like no, nah, no, nah, don't want anything to do with this. I'm going to go talk to these guys. And um, he ended up getting a, getting a card off this guy anyway. And he's coming, he sat back down. And he's like, can you guys just look over that? I don't, I don't trust this. Do you, do you trust this guy? And so me and Tim were like, be like no, don't, don't trust that. That's not, that's not the thing. And he's, he's clearly like immediately um, trusted us. And he ended up ringing his wife. He's like, I know I'm supposed to come home, but I can't come home right now. I'm talking to you know, these guys, and so we ended up talking for like another hour, and he's like, you know what, like my, my wife needs to, to talk to you guys, and so like immediately he just kind of got, got us on the phone with his wife, and we got to pray for his wife over the phone, and pray like this blessing over his marriage, and, and rah, 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 and his wife was just like blown away, I don't think his wife knew what was going on, like I don't, I don't think she believed we were real until we were actually like on the phone with him, um, oh wow. That's, I'm, a, I'm a little bit over, but that is the, that's kind of the end of the story. He, but he was just so, so excited. He was so, so excited, and it was really, really awesome. Thanks, John. That was awesome. Next. Yay, Bo. Welcome, Bo. Come on, everybody. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. So I kind of went along to conference with no real expectations for anything. Uh, I was going to be playing bass guitar in the worship band, so that was the main thing I was looking forward to. Uh, but yeah, uh, when I arrived and all that, for some reason I decided to sit in the front middle row uh, for the whole first conference because uh, none of my friends were there, so I was pretty much there by myself. <laughs> Um, and I was the only person sitting in the front middle row. Uh, and so Paddy Putman had brought like a team of 12 other Americans with him uh, to be like praying for us all and getting into it. And so for most of the conference, I was sitting there and they're sitting over here and they're sort of just looking at me all the time. <laughs> uh, and so I probably seemed like a more important person than I really was sitting in the front row. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I was really blessed uh, on the first night of conference just in, in the ministry time because uh, I did come out the front for prayer and there was probably like at least five or six different people who came and prayed for me. I don't know if it was just because I was out the front so it looked like, oh, that's a guy I want to pray for or whatever. <laughs> uh, but I guess I, I do want to encourage you guys that uh, at least in this church, the, the front row seats are never reserved for anyone. And if you ever want to get a part of anything, uh, it's really easy to join in with the ministry time when you're already there at the front. And there's way less barriers inside yourself even 
just to take that step across. Um, but the worship time was really amazing. Uh, when, when I'm playing an instrument, uh, I can always tell the Holy Spirit is there when I feel like I'm playing really awesomely. Because <laughs> that, that good feeling comes from the Holy Spirit. And it is kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, when people tell me, oh, Bo, your, your bass guitar playing was really amazing, I just know that that's a compliment straight to God. Because uh, somehow he makes me play better <laughs> when, he's, when he's really present. Uh, so, uh, yeah, during that first night of ministry, I was really touched by a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, there was some stuff in there about uh, being more evangelistic, uh, taking all of the spiritual stuff uh, that I know is within me and wanting to share it with the youth group. Uh, hopefully bringing uh, worship back to the youth is on my heart suddenly. And also something about writing songs, so we'll see where that goes. Uh, so yeah, I've just come back uh, refilled, I guess, and so I'm keen to share that later on when we get a chance. Thanks, Bo. Nice Jacob, so this is another one of our youth leaders and our son, if you hadn't caught onto that before. So yeah, thanks, Jake. <laughs> yeah, um, so... As Bo said, I came with like no real expectations. Um, I heard a lot of stories. I came to the second conference um, and everybody was like, this one's going to be even better than the first one. I was like, all right. Um, and sure enough, it was just an amazing conference. I, I didn't go to the first one, so I can't say if it was better, but it was really, really amazing just to be in um, that atmosphere and that presence. Um, it all started from worship, like Bo said, like from the start, it was just opening up amazing incredible worship it didn't have to be like bells and whistles everybody jumping up and down but just standing in there and soaking up all that the holy spirit was pouring out was just really amazing um stuff that was like happened to me uh, i guess it, it was the first day i think in the afternoon conference part um we were just standing up in ministry time i was up in the back corner um, and then I wasn't really feeling anything, and I was like, oh, this is about it. And then all of a sudden, somebody just started coming and praying for me, and I just, like, burst into tears, like, like, and then snot started coming out. Like, it was literally on the top of my nose. I could feel it, and I was like, somebody's hand's on my chest. The snot's just going to drip down onto their hand or something, but luckily it didn't, and um, <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, just in that time, I just let it all happen type of thing. Um, I came up afterwards and I was a mess, but just standing in that time um, and all the things that just was prayed over me, the images in my head, um, one of them was like, I was just walking in this forest part um, with Jesus um, and it was like autumn time type of thing with all these trees. Um, and then he was like, there's a new season coming um, and these trees all changed into a bright green colour. Um, and some, there were some other words speaking to that, but just that image itself was just incredible to um, have in my head. Um, so, yeah, that's what happened to me. Thanks, Jake. I think and the other thing for um, some people, like even if it's just for even church on a Sunday, so many barriers can get put up for what Jesus yeah. actually wants to do in your life. Um, Caitlin and Jacob um, were, were coming down on the Thursday before the conference on the Friday, and they hit so many barriers even getting from the airport down to Sydney. And, you know, in the end, Scott and I drove down 11 o'clock at night to pick them up from the airport when they were supposed to arrive at, like, 
seven thirty, eight o'clock, but like missing flights and then, you know, who who has ever heard of an aeroplane's tire that needs to be replaced once you're bored? Like seriously, and that happened to them. They had to refuel. So even just some of the blockages that you know people faced even getting to conference, and then the stories that have come out of it, like yeah. we just heard. So well done pushing through, guys, in in coming down. Yeah. Good job, Jake. And just as our next speaker comes on up, uh, I agree with what these guys said about worship. And if there was one thing I'd put on it, it would the holiness. Oh, oh, Mrs. Is. K, you good? Are we good? <laughs> Welcome, Mrs. K. Hi, Mrs. K. Take a seat. Good job. There is stairs on the side, people. <laughs> so, um, just I've been in this church a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known there was seats. Yeah. But the, the holiness of God would drop so fast into the room as worship started. And it would, I'd love to say we were a mess, but it was a good mess. It was just this sense of the presence of God fell and, and then everybody just exploded back uh, to, to God in, in honour of him and praising him as king and as, as, as a father and welcoming the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it was just all on for the rest of the time after that. Every worship set, different worship leaders, different people up front, and yet the same thing would happen every single time, both conferences. So, Mrs. Kate, tell your story. Well, I agree with you, Scott. The moment I walked in to the whole conference, the power of God, the presence of God, the sense of the Holy Spirit was just exactly what you said, overpowering, almost that I just wanted to weep just walking into the place. It was just so powerful. And I also want to speak into what you've said about the second generation. I loved it because I didn't realise that us old people still have a part to play in in people's lives and I just loved it when Miss Sarah said the grannies have arrived. <laughs> when, when we arrived, um, there was Les and Jeanette and myself, we drove down and, um, <laughs> and we got out the car and Sarah said the grannies have arrived and I kind of feel sometimes that we're a bit of a surrogate granny. Um, I've got, you know, I love, I love you, I love all the kids, but you know Sarah and Caitlin and um, Ella, and well, all of you kids. I just I've watched you all from from Jive. I've been there with Nathan and and Kobe, and you know watched them all grow up. All of you kids, and um, if we can pass on what we've learned, I just feel so. Um, overwhelmed with the joy and the love of the Lord that I want to kind of give that to the next generation. I love that. And um, a couple of things. Um, Putty Putman talked about fireplaces. Um, the fire, the air, the fuel, the bricks to hold it together and the keepers. And we've got to keep the fireplace. We've got to keep it burning, keep it going. And um, there was um, prayer for all of us to kind of um, keep that going and reinvigorated. And during that time, um, I was prayed for it. And um, they said, there's a new season coming in my life too. A new season I'm being prepared for. So, gosh, goodness knows what that is. But um, it was... It was just so exciting to be there. I wish you could all have been there. I just wanted to give you all a hug. And all I want to do is tell everyone to hug everybody. I just, I just love it. 
Um, and the other um, thing I have um, known about that I have the gift of hospitality. I don't want to sound like a smarty pants, but... And um, Kirk had um, words that, uh, like, there was was people for healing over here and different things that the Holy Spirit was doing. And um, Kirk actually said, anyone with the gift of hospitality, I want to impart more. So I went over, and this other lady who we had met um, at the conference and we'd spoken to, I'd sort of told her a little bit about what... She said, oh, I can't do, I can't be hospitable. I said, yes, you can. I said, you don't. She said, I can't cook. I said, you can go and order sandwiches from down the road or something. And so anyway, I turned around and here she was. She said, I've got to come up here. The Holy Spirit just told me I have to come up. And she rang me through the week to say, I've already started on my hospitality. Um, I've invited um, people over, people that I haven't seen for ages, and they're coming back to church, and um, wow, so it was just so good. So, and um, if you want prayer for later, if anyone wants to receive the hospitality gift, I'll pray for them. Yeah, we're, um, Thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, go down the step. That would be great. Thanks. Um, we, we are going to pray for you guys uh, and get these guys to um, pray for you. Here's the third granny coming up to <laughs> Don't be misled, it hasn't happened. Um, your second point there, um, God has a sense of humour. Between my mini sleeps and coughs, on the Saturday morning my attention was drawn to a young lass right up the back and uh, she had two ladies there praying for her and uh, I wandered up to her and and stood in front of her and I looked at her and I said uh, the Lord's pointed you out to me you're a very sad young lady what's the problem well after about four more tissues and tears and everything from her not from me but anyway she looks up at me and she says, I have trouble relating to old people. Is that a mic drop? <laughs> we love you, Les. It's so good how God just uses everybody in the particular moment for the right person. What's the thing Kirk said? Look for the um, significant, not always the spectacular, right? It all matters. Everything matters to the Lord, but it doesn't always have to be the spectacular. The little things that you think you receive or you get, take note of them because that's God works in all of those um, significant, not just spectacular. And that's a great example of that. Thanks, Jeanette. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> one of the grannies? Yeah, I'm definitely one of the nannies, yeah. yeah. Thanks, girls, for welcoming us like that on the, on the Friday morning. The nannies are here. <laughs> but anyhow, Scott and Kay have virtually said what I was going to say anyhow. So anyhow, I just want to um, encourage the young people in our fellowship. Um, down there, there were so many young people. And yes, Carol, and the DNA is there for the vineyard. So I would just like to encourage all the young people in our fellowship now to 
if they don't know how to hear God, if they can't, whatever, please come and see one of your leaders and let them help you find out where you're going with God. Um, but the young people down there, they really did amaze me, the young pastors, as God has said. Um, they were just so full on for the Lord and, as Kay said, the joy that you walked in when you walked in, the happiness within that conference was amazing. I've been to a lot of conferences over the years, but that one had a lot of joy and happiness in it. So I encourage you, if you can, go to a conference like that. And as Scott said, it's just not one or two guest speakers. There was quite a few, and they all had different messages, especially the TED time. I really did enjoy that. Um, but, you know, get yourself along and just listen to what God has to say for what the church is doing. So I think on the ages too, it's not necessarily a, um, an age as to how old you are. It's all so it can be um, um, your journey on which you're with the Lord as well. Like if you haven't journeyed with the Lord for very long, that, you know, that, that call is still there and that prayer is still there for you too, to hear more of what Jesus wants you to do. So it's not about an age thing as much as, you know, your journey that you're on. Thanks, Trent. Welcome. Thank you, Belinda. Um, okay, so this conference is possibly the second most influential conference I've ever been to in my life. It really was incredible. Um, I have experienced the, the power and the presence of God before. I've experienced the goodness of God, but I've never experienced the kindness of God the way that I experienced um, on this weekend. People talk about arriving with expectation. I had the opposite of expectation. Um, God and I were having a moment sort of heading into the conference. I've been wrestling with a few things, this, particularly this idea of I don't know that I am a child of God, I am a servant of God, and, and wrestling with these things and needing to hear some, some things from the Lord. And um, from the beginning, one of the things that Paddy was talking about right in the beginning is he said, you can, go to the, you can go to God and you can ask Him to help you with what you are, but you need to do it from a place of truth. God doesn't want to bless your deception. So instead of going to God and saying, God, why have you abandoned me? Explain. Go to God and say, God, I feel abandoned. The enemy's trying to rob me of something. What is going on? And from that moment on in the conference, it was just I had wave after wave of the kindness of God. Someone came and spoke to me, and he, he said some things that were, were from God. I had moments of um, prophetic accuracy that was loads of fun. But in every time that it happened, God sent the right people to me. So people who I really trusted, incredibly mature people. And in both cases, God gave me a word that I knew to be absolutely wrong because I know who it was that I was speaking to. And in both cases, I was absolutely right. But I didn't know that I was. I mean, um, I, I, I'd love to go into those stories, but I don't, I don't have time to do it. Um, I mean, there, there was one time where um, someone gave a, a, a tongue in the middle of worship. And I was standing there, and I was like, I know what this is about. Um, and, and God gave me an interpretation of it, and I shared it with the group. And it was, it was wonderful. But then immediately, the thoughts start going on in my head. Well, that's not really how tongues work, because I wasn't interpreting a word from God. It was, it was different. Um, and I was like, all right, Lord, the enemy's trying to rob something from me here. Can you please protect inside of me what you have put in? And 
just, again, the kindness of God. The goodness of God was that He gave me the prophetic word. The kindness of God was that He went out of His way to confirm that it was Him. I mean, Kirk even stood up in front of the whole conference and said, that was a great tongue, and Trent, you were spot on. And then someone else came and said, Trent, that was good. And another person came and said, Trent, that was right. It was just the kindness of God just kept flowing on and on in everything that I was doing. Um, and... Uh, I had this one, um, this, this, this incredible moment as well. Um, so, so John and I took up, we, we strapped some tents to the back of our motorbikes and we just sort of biked it down to Sydney. And um, there was, I got to admit, with the conference, I was largely in it for the bike ride. And um, it was hard. It, um, the, the, the Facebook photos made it look awesome, but it was hard, man. We, we did not sleep. We were cold. We were miserable. Our butts were sore. Um, the roads were, were tough. By the time we got there, John had to have his bike welded together again, and I had to take my bike in to have the wheels straightened again. And it was hard. It was really hard. But there was a... Um, as Paddy was giving a prophetic word over the Vineyard Australia, saying, um, guys, you are called to be wild and free. This is the Australian vineyard. The Lord is speaking wild and free over you guys. And um, a lovely lady whose prophetic gift I really trust called me to, to the back of the church, and she said... I know you know this already, and a whole lot of people have probably told you, but what you and John did was prophetic. And I'd just been praying with John in the front, and I was like, well, were we prophesying? I, I really don't know what you're kind of talking about. And then she said, no, no, the, the bike that you, the fact that you rode your bikes down, that was a prophetic act that the Lord was using to release wild and free over the Australian vineyard. And I went from sitting there kind of just listening to her to laughing and crying at the same time. I was just absolutely smashed. And she even then sort of uh, uh, the Lord just wants to do this as well, and she gave money to John and I, which covered some of the uh, fixes that we had to do to our bikes. And just in everything, it wasn't just the power and the goodness of God, the kindness of God flowed through, and it just completely broke me. So, yeah. That's great. Awesome. Thanks, Trent. Come on, Karen. Come on up. Thought maybe we wouldn't get to me and I would have been fine about that. But anyway, um, notes because otherwise I talk too much. A friend that I was driving down to Sydney with, um, we talked to each other, what are you looking for in this conference? And for me, it was reunion. While I love the fantastic people of Pine Rivers Vineyard um, and you're awesome people, it's like going to an extended family reunion conferences for me where you get to see the other grandparents and the aunties and the uncles and the cousins that I love so much. And so I was so looking forward to those reunions and being around them. More on that in a minute. Another thing I thought was that I was going to a school, School of Kingdom Ministry, but it ended up being a hospital. I walked out better than I went in, but some procedures were carried out. Because when the school that you're at invites the Holy Spirit to come and do what he wants every single hour... <laughs> And you're surrounded by mature Christians who have prophetic giftings and the worship is so powerful that it feels like heaven's breaking into the room. You can't, you can't get away from it. You can't stay the same. And so I had no choice really but to be kindly coerced by God um, to put the wound that I'd brought in with me under the microscope. Um, and I would also just say that the kindness of God came to me. But for me, it was through people. It was 
through beautiful leaders and just people of the vineyard, and that includes our nannies and grannies and grandpas here from our own church. They were, they were significant in ministering to me in that time as well. Um, but people who welcomed me, who um, invited us out, who um, talked with me and then teased things out of me, um, who had meals with us, and just who essentially were incredibly kind to us. But I couldn't help but noticing at very strategic times the whole week that we were there. And so the kindness of God was restored to my awareness and to my thinking. So now I'm out of hospital um, with some spiritual rehab to do, uh, but I know that I am working on flexing some muscles that are currently a bit weak and flabby um, and need some exercise in the spiritual sense. Um, And I also know that my very powerful friend Jesus is with me and he's walking with me and that I will get to being the quiet revolutionary that I was created to be. Hey, well done, Karen. Wow. Okay, yep, there I am. Um, So... I know time, we're on time right about now, but we wanted to take the opportunity to those that went. It wasn't just, the sense in the conference was God was moving on people there, but it was never, ever going to be just for that moment, that there was a gift that was being given to the Australian vineyard to carry back to their churches. Um, And we want to pray for you guys. We want to release what God released to us over each and every one of you. Um, specifically, as people were talking before, I do believe that wild and free, that, that spirit of being wild, the Australian vineyard being wild and free in the Lord who, to who he has called you to be. We want to release that over you guys. I have a very, very strong sense as well. There was so much freedom being released to people that these guys are carrying right now. I believe, and through what happened in worship this morning, that there's some things that God wants to do in people to set you free from this morning and to have you come into alignment with how he sees you. Not what your circumstances are saying about, or what the enemy's trying to say about you right now or your circumstances are dictating. I believe the Lord wants to minister and release to you this morning um, a real sense of, again, we said joy in the core, right down in the core, not just a, uh, you know, the feeling comes, brilliant, awesome, but sometimes we can confuse the sense of joy with just being happy. You know, everything's happy. It's not about that. It's about knowing who you are in the Father and his joy over you. He has joy over you. And I believe the Father wants to minister to some of that to some people this morning as well. So we might in a minute get some background worship playing.